Oh my God. Hello and welcome to, I think we decided we're going to call this six pack volleyball. Didn't we? Sounds this good is, to me. This is, this is Corn Nation's national title preview game because Nebraska is in the national title game. After, after sweeping pit, after sweeping pit. And that's kind of, I would like to start with us reviewing the, the two games we saw in the final four. And do you, are you shocked by the fact that we swept pit? I, they didn't take a set. We didn't see that third set swoon that we talked about in the preview. Yeah, I, I did not expect a sweep and I didn't expect a sweep where set three was very largely uncompetitive. The first two sets were, were competitive, lots of blocking, lots of defense, but set three was not competitive and it really wasn't in doubt for very long. So I, I am surprised. Um, I, you know, my husband asked me the question, he goes, is Pitt paying playing bad or are we playing that well? And I said, well, here's what I'm going to use as a reference. They were in the same exact situation against Louisville six days ago, and they did something completely right. different. We forced things upon them that were something that they couldn't change. They couldn't um, play better and come back and reverse sweep or even win a set. So I think Nebraska played that well. I think they um, – pushed things and put so much pressure on Pitt in ways that they couldn't respond to. Um, so I think it was Nebraska playing well and forcing Pitt to not play well. Now Pitt, I'll be clear, did not play well. They did not have the um, reactions that I expected them to have, but um, I think that was enforced upon them by Nebraska. What? 15 blocks? Was 15 it blocks as a team. Mm -hmm. What? We started out, I mean, the first set, it was, I think you commented we were playing close to the net, at least on defense, right? Well, Not, so what we I was close seeing. close to the net on offense. Yeah, what I was seeing is that our, our serve-receive passing was not spot on. It wasn't bad. We weren't being forced um, into errors, but we were not passing the ball all the way up to the net. So almost every time Bergen Riley was at that 10-foot line, and when you get to that line, you can still set the middle. It's a challenging set, but she was then needing to only set the outside hitters, the pin hitters. And that's fine every once in a while, but almost every pass she was at the 10 foot line setting it. Um, and so we weren't earning points always at that first swing. And that then forced our block or allowed our block to, you know, show it's, awesomeness to they had that chance to earn points on blocking and and that's what they did so i i think that's where some of the commentators say you know all four teams that were left yesterday have different ways to beat you normally nebraska can beat you with some strong offense but they began at least in sets one and well they blocked all three sets they beat pit in the blocking game um, you know, led by Becca Alec, Merritt Beeson. Holy cow. She just, uh, I don't know, she just became a titan in the middle. It, both of them, Andy Jackson and Becca Alec, just like, you're not doing anything here. I mean, what, I'm trying to remember the sequence where she just kept batting the ball back <laughs> at him. And it was, was just amazing. like, it was like, why do, why do you exist in my face, Becca Alec? I mean, it was just like... <laughs> It had to be horrifying for Pitt. 
I yeah, think they we just only kept saw sending the ball and she just kept jumping higher and hanging longer and sending it right back until it finally hit the floor. <laughs> and uh, let's see, Olivia Babcock, we saw one like ace out of her that was just like lightning. It was like, you know, oh my God, that woman can serve the ball. And then on her next service, she had a service error following that, but she didn't really light up the service like probably she has in the past. Yeah, she doesn't right seem to get into that. a rhythm. Yeah, she had yeah. way more errors than aces, and you have those servers who are very high-risk serve. They're going to just pound it, and so once they get good at pounding it, they're really effective. Um, I think she's seems to be a player as – Young as she is, as a freshman, she works into matches. She doesn't start in a good streak. Um, as talented as she is, she did seem, at least in the Louisville match that I watched closely, to work into that serve and get into a groove, and she never got there against Nebraska. Is there anything else we need to say about Pitt before we kick them to the curb unceremoniously? I mean, I, well, kinda, I looked at this. I looked at this, and I thought – Okay, I, this is my moment for Pitt. I looked at Dan Fisher, and first of all, I thought he's the most serial killer of all of the Final Four coaches. And if you look at the coaches, that's kind of a hell of a compliment or, or thing to him. But I kind of looked at him and went, they're so close, and they're so close, and they just can't break through to a Final Four. And I thought it's too bad for them, but not against us, for God's sakes. <laughs> Well, and so here's the other thing I thought was really glaring watching the match was the team dynamics and the difference between a team that did really play together and um, in the hard or and there wasn't a lot of hard for Nebraska last night, but we've seen them in hard um, and there isn't uh, blaming or moving away. Body language stays really positive. Um, you know, team sports that are dependent on each other. I have to catch the ball from you. You have to pass the ball for me to shoot it. These team sports, they depend on teamwork. And so I thought Pitt's uh, teamwork really fell apart. And um, I, I don't think Nebraska did anything specific except for just shut down parts of Pitt's game that um, had they had no hope of bringing those back. I thought that was a glaring issue for them that they'll have to deal with in the off season. And we probably won't care about it forever, but as a person who cares about that stuff, I noticed body language teamwork at Pitt's side was pretty bad um, starting in set two and got extremely bad in set three. They knew they were being crushed. They could just feel – you could feel the games draining away from you. Can't yeah, you? when Nebraska prides themselves on on their excellent team dynamic, right? Lainey Chobos, Choboys talked about it today. Becca Alex talked about it today in their their interviews after the match last night. They just talk about how they, they play with each other and for each other. And it doesn't necessarily mean I'm passing this ball because I like you. I'm going to pass this ball because I know it's my role on the team. And when I do my role, you can do your role. Um, so it, it, it benefits the whole group in the end. So you do the part that you know how to do and they pride themselves on it. So I took note that Pitt was not doing that. Explain to me what a TA is. The stat. Is that what that's what I thought it is too? But when you look at the official stat, it says TA, and it's it's like 
That's what I thought it was too, but I think it, that, okay, we'll just go with that. Was yeah, it if it's in that hitting Harper, category. Harper, yeah, Harper had 32. Um, I don't think there's anything surprising about that. She is, uh, I, you know, I, I've said this before. I think she's going to be one of the, well, she's going to be the best player in the world in about five years. Uh, let's see, what else? James Boardman has the comment. Out of rotation, they kind of fell apart in set three. Explain what happened there. Um, I, so think, I, I think you could hear a, a guy literally at the match. I don't know if it's their coach or a referee or an official yell out of rotation. And, and I'm they guessing had to take that a was Reyes. I bet you he noticed it. And, you know, the down official, the person on the ground, he or she's responsible to make that call or see that call. And so at the start of a volleyball rally, um, all six players have to be, now this is where it starts, stick with me, you have to be in your relative location. So if there's six players, three in the front and three in the back, if I am the left front player, I have to be to the left of the middle player and I have to be in front of the left back player. I have to be relative to those two people um, in my location. And so that's why you see teams will stack. They'll put two players off to the left. They're getting as far left as they can so that somebody can serve, receive, pass, and they are still left of her in relation to the rotations. So I think what happened was um, their setter, Rachel Fairbanks, and whoever was up front and middle, they had gone and stacked right, and they should have gone and stacked left, and that was the auto-rotation call. And that is, that is a total mental error that is – a lack of team communication. Somebody should have just noticed, hey, we're in rotation four. You guys have to go stack left. Go that way. Um, but I don't think they were communicating very well at that point. Clearly, something wasn't clicking in their own minds to say, we've done this about 75,000 times this season, but this time we screwed it up. Yeah. And then there, then there's Wisconsin and Texas. And I've been waiting to ask you this. I, this was the worst match I think I can remember Wisconsin playing. But was it a bad match because Texas found something that Wisconsin was weak at and Wisconsin just really couldn't respond? Or was it because Wisconsin just for some reason, I, they literally, they got that crap pounded out of them. I, think I mean, Wisconsin at one point it was that. like 20 to 5, I think, one of these sets. I was, they were very un-Wisconsin like, and you could kind of see it in uh, Kelly Sheffield's face that he, you know, they were out of challenges early. They were out of timeouts. They were just out. It, it just, I, yeah. that was so surprising to me. Yeah. I think what Wisconsin played poorly. I think, I think they, you know, fell apart, which is something that you see teams do, but you don't see such a established, well-accomplished team like Wisconsin do. Um, I feel like they have some regrets this morning. You know, they were, they, if we were in shock of how well Nebraska played, they carried that shock into their match. They looked deer in headlights as they played. Yeah. Um, I've never seen them aced that many times. Madison Skinner for Texas, she's a good server. She's the best server on Texas's team. She will cause some trouble for anybody's serve receive. But to ace Sarah Franklin, Guchtikin is their defensive specialist who they eventually subbed out. I think they should have subbed her out sooner. Um, 
she's she aced some players who don't get aced and so something um happened on wisconsin side of the court too um their block was also very ineffective you know again madison skinner is a an excellent attacker she was in the running for player of the year sarah franklin just got named uh, national player of the year about two hours ago um but the block for tech or for Wisconsin was really out of sorts and not taking away whole sections of, you know, court to cover. So I think it Wisconsin had trouble sleeping last night. They knew that was not the match they could have played even against Texas, even against a Texas team who is not had a, a lights out season. Most people did not predict them in the final four. They thought they were going to lose. I had them losing to Tennessee, who has honestly given them the best yeah. shot at this point. They took them to five. Most right. people had them losing to Stanford. They beat them in four. Um, and nobody, one, two percent of these brackets have them in the finals. So Texas um, is is increasing and improving every match. They are better now than I think even the start of the tournament. They're clearly better than they were in the Big 12 season. Um some key people for them last night. Um, Jenna Wenis is a junior transfer from Minnesota. So most of us are familiar with her. She had a, a really good match. She's been a very up and down player for them. She's had matches where she hits zero, not effective at all. Um, so you have her on the outside. Maddie Skinner on the outside is always effective for them. She's going to earn her kills. Um and then their setter was really effective last night. Their their um, their libero seemed to be possessed by evil, evil because it's Texas, possessed by Satan. She was everywhere. Like yeah. what? Set two? She was everywhere the ball was going ahead of time. Like she knew it. The force, the dark side. Yeah, That's Emma Halter had a good match last night. I think what you have to oh, take I from that. Am I here? Go ahead. I think what we have to take from that is just like other teams do to us. They don't hit to Lexi Rodriguez. Don't, don't hit to Emma Halter. You don't hit to the libero period. That's a general game plan. They are in there by definition to play defense and dig up anything that you hit. So hit somewhere else. And um, so I, I think Nebraska will create a game plan where they're hitting away from Emma Halter. Huh. I just lost my audio on my earphones ah, for some reason. I said okay. some really amazing things. You missed it all. I, I can imagine you did. So <laughs> what what is going to happen with Nebraska and Texas? So we'll be able to pass better than, um, you know, whenever, whenever we have faced somebody who's an awesome serving team, Arkansas was a very good serving team. Pitt was also a good serving team. Wisconsin, we played them twice. They were a good serving team. One of Nebraska's strengths is serve, receive, passing. Um, and they have a couple looks that they will be able to change the serve, receive pattern. Remember early on in the season, they do the little shift where Harper Murray would be in the pattern to pass the ball, but she'd shift out at the last second. Um, so they'll they'll throw different serve, receive looks at Texas. And no matter what they do, they will, they will pass well. Um, because that is one of Nebraska's strengths is serve, receive, passing. Um, and I don't think Wisconsin, you know, if we're doing like a play for play, like we've played Wisconsin, we know what they can do. 
how are we going to be different than Wisconsin was last night? They really didn't serve tough. They can serve tough, but um, some of their best servers, you know, either missed serves or were not putting the pace, the speed on the ball that they needed to. So I think Nebraska will do that. They did it last night. Um, so we'll serve aggressively and cause some trouble for them. Um, they they have good serve-receive passing, but I think Nebraska has the advantage there. Um, and, and then we'll pass serve better. So then it does become you know, an offensive battle. Um, they are, they're comparable to us in size and blocking um, and, and good skill in blocking. Asia O'Neill is their um, number one middle. She's a very good blocker. We will need to, you know, know when she's up there compared to their other middle, they'll rotate around. Bella Bergmark will play middle sometimes. And then they threw a freshman in there last night who was also kind of in there for a blocking sub. Um, yep. Two freshman setters. So that's an interesting dynamic. They have a freshman setter as well. She's good. She will be more offensive than Bergen Riley is. So we'll have to pay attention to her. Um, their best hitter is Maddie Skinner. And she will be matched up against one of our right yeah. side blockers, either Bergen Riley or Merritt Beeson. Um, but the middles will have to pay attention to her too, because she'll swing out of the back row a lot. And she's she's actually a better hitter out of the back row statistically. Um, so we'll have to pay attention to Maddie Skinner. If we can um, minimize Maddie Skinner, not let her get 25 kills, we'll be able to um, you know, break into this momentum that they build up and they and they play against teams. Now, Pitt mostly served Harper Murray, right? Yeah, and they served would... Harper. Gosh, I didn't pay that much attention to that. They served Showboy too, and she had trouble passing them some. I remember thinking yeah. at one point, yeah, Showboy, get your pass on, because she wasn't passing great in the beginning, but she settled down a bit in the third set. Do you think that was because the massive nature of the Final Four and her being young, or it just happened sometimes? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure some of the nerves were in there. Um they you know, they're talking about the the ball movement and how this arena is just a bit colder because of its ice hockeyness. Um and so the ball floats and moves more and that's going to make everybody's passing stats poorer. Um but yeah, I bet you Showboy's nerves were up there a bit. So Asia O'Neill, we have Becca Alex on our or Becca Alec on our side. Mm -hmm kind of do the in the face yeah maybe some horns downs to for texas <laughs> although you know i imagine if that happens we'll lose a point just because everybody makes a big deal out of that that plays against texas you know the officials might think it's unsportsmanlike oh. texas seems to complain about that much so much they do get some those calls sometimes on texas side of the ball the person that's going to do that is asia, asia o'neill yeah. Yeah. She'll stare okay. through the net. Watch. Yeah. She'll linger at the net a minute and give you a good stare down. Um, but I think in general, Texas has a, uh, a little swagger, a little, you know, a little hatred <laughs> for the opponents. They, I listened to Maddie Skinner after the match and she was, um, 
like caustic at the media, at the, you know, social media. At, I don't care what's being said on social media. We know how good we are. And she was yelling at the reporter who asked her the question about being the underdogs. Um, so th I think they've got a, a little bit of fire in them and they'll do some staring through the net. I bet you um, Jenna Wenis will as well. She's a bit spitfire. So yeah, you'll have some good uh, stare downs to, look at john well that's good i you know i kind of like that part of it i know we're I, I think i've said this before where you know the, everybody expects volleyball i think sometimes to be like i don't know really nice to each other and i you know i the whole becca alec returning the ball at them over and over just my god that was like so beautiful to watch um you know i'll be honest with you i'm not sure what else to ask well, I think the part, you know, if this is six pack volleyball, when you get six packs. Year, and I, I think we're, I think we're going to, uh, we're going to try to do more volleyball in the future. Just so everybody knows that I should have, we probably should have been doing regular shows so that we got used to this more. And, and you probably had somebody a little bit better on volleyball stuff to just pair off with, but here we are at the national title game, Nebraska and Texas. 2 p.m. Central, I think, on ABC. That's and that, correct. That's key. That's kind of key because it's on a broadcast network. It's not on a cable network. It's not on ESPN. So they get a chance to actually put this on a broadcast network uh, where, you know, the, the viewership will hopefully be I, 10 times more than it would be on, on ESPN. Do you think – I, that's more of this entire year that started out where Nebraska set that world record with 92,003 fans. And then you had, what was it? The most watched game ever was Wisconsin, Minnesota this year. Mm -hmm. uh, There's one run other record that was set. Nebraska went over 250,000 in attendance, I think for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, you know, and now we're going to have a national title set. What do you, when you started the season until now, I mean, there's probably not something you pay as close attention to, is it? I mean, who cares? The boat, the growth, how big volleyball is getting. I think I haven't paid as much attention to numbers or who's in the stadiums, but what is a good side effect of that, you know, people wanting to watch it. That's great. Having more access on the early rounds of the tournament or regular conference matchups, that, that benefits me, that benefits every volleyball fan. But what it really does is it reaches younger people and it allows it to grow, right? It gets the, you know, my daughter is watching volleyball with me and she understands it and she sees it being played at this high level and she can go and repl replicate that in our gyms and share it with her friends in that excitement. So it, it, it grows the sport, it spreads the sport, it educates folks so that it becomes more accessible and we can just talk about volleyball and I you have to stop John you understand the sport you have to just say it like Becca Alex blocking that ball you know you you know volleyball now you you are no longer just a football guy or whatever other sports you are a volleyball guy and you're just gonna have to own it you know what I went to the chiropractor this morning he asked about our basketball team and I said what the hell is wrong with you because I swear at him a lot imagine that but I said, what the hell is wrong with you? We won the fight. We're in the final four. We won our match. We're in the national title game Sunday, you know, and I had to tell him the whole spiel about, yes, this is, you want to watch this because 
this is volleyball at the highest level and it's going to be fast it's going to be you know a brilliant sport the women are like amazon goddesses anyway and you know you got to i, I it sounds really misogynistic, but you know it's guys, so you got to say some of that stuff like that. What else can I? What else can we talk about with Nebraska, Texas that we haven't hit yet? I usually try for to go for an hour, but I we're down to one game. We're down to one game. Um, you know, Texas's heavy transfers. I know we don't want to talk about those because one of them's from us. They still have that Akana transfer. They've yeah. got Wenis as a transfer. Bergmark is a transfer. Skinner is a transfer. So they're just, they're a different team than us in, um, you know, we have the one transfer Merritt Beeson. Um, so I think as far as, you know, if they are ramping up right now, it's probably due in large part to, they weren't a, the same team last year. They've added these components and really superstars from other teams, really important players. And then they just boom, boom them all together. And uh, it worked last year. They won the national championship last year with that recipe. And um, Jarrett Elliott is their head coach. He's in his 23rd season. So he, he likes that recipe. It doesn't look like coach cook is going for that. He's looking for, you know, players that, that are either in for four years or that are just filling a hole that we didn't expect to have. Um, but they are, they are transfer heavy um, at, at Texas. Paul Dallin says UT has ridiculous nil dollars. And I think they do. I think they're just uh, buying players, which, you know what? Guess this is sports. This is how it works now. If uh, you know what I mean? I know there's a lot of people that are like, Nil is ruining sports. I don't think it is. I think they're – put it this way. You've got now volleyball generating massive audiences, and if they're going to generate income, Nebraska's volleyball team, as we know, if you're a Nebraska fan, you know that the uh, the volleyball team actually generates po uh, positive revenue for the athletic department, and if they're going to do that, they deserve to get paid. But uh, Texas has kind of purchased, apparently, some of their players, and – I'm sure that Nebraska has also. Hopefully, I would hope so. I hope we're, that we're actually uh, providing nil dollars to our players. Do you know anything about that? Have you heard anything on the volleyball side? Uh, I see Kenzie Knuckles really involved in it. And so, right. yeah, I assume that with her volleyball background, she's you know keeping that at the forefront of the NIL deals and then Nebraska's um, athletic department keeping that funnel going to volleyball players too. Um, I, 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 it's hard to get into the mind of a, you know, 17 year old person now and think, would that really have changed where I wanted to play the amount of money I was got? I guess so. I guess that's part of the equation. Now you don't just decide it based on the coach that you jive with the team that you connect with the location that you're going to be every day you go, with money in mind too. And you know that that is, you know, just that's part of the game now. Well, there, there's like money that, you know, there's different kinds of money. There's like, this buys me a coffee money. This buys me a car money. This buys me a house money. This is life changing money, you know? So that you'd think it would have to determine, you know, I'm going to take a comment earlier from Brian Bauer. This is a while ago, right when we started actually, it says, 
I hope Texas got that out of their system. They completely dismantled the Badgers. Their injured DS really hurt them. They didn't seem like Coach couldn't or didn't want to adjust a lot. What do you think of that? I Yeah, I think Wisconsin was completely out of system. I'm not sure where the injury was, but um, I don't know who got injured. But, okay, yes, I agree with the Wisconsin part was completely out of system. That was the reason they were no longer passing well. Um, they played a lot better when um, MJ Hamill and her rotation was in there. You know, she's one of their setters, and she rotates in with – your favorite player, Anna Schmreck. And um, when the other side of it was in there, um, the setter and right side hitter, they just, they weren't producing points. So they were, yes, they were very out of system. Uh, Paul Dallin points out merit is in trading cards. And you know what? That reminds me that Lexi Rodriguez was the first to yeah. get her own trading card. I guess you know, I guess people do trading card stuff. You always kind of look at things and you know, we had trading cards when I was a kid, but I don't really I had a friend of mine that had just massive collection and worth a lot of money, but uh I guess if it still works and it brings in money for an athlete good. Yeah. Uh let's see what else what else do we have here? Merit One of the card. um comments the one of the freshmen made was um everyone keeps asking how the freshmen play so well and how they've integrated. And it might've been Harper Murray was talking about coach cook and Jalen Reyes and how they were telling them, listen, it's going to be these shiny lights. This is before the Memorial stadium match. There's you know, going to be lots of gear and there's going to be all these media things, but you got to focus on the game. You know, you've got to be able to, to zone in and, um, be able to tune all that other stuff out. And so this NIL stuff, um, all the press coverage, it, it's it's really a management thing that Coach Cook talks a lot about how I've got to teach them to, to eat well, to recover well. This makes them prepared for a volleyball life after Nebraska or just life after Nebraska. I've got to be able to um, manage these things. And that includes all the media and money things for Nebraska too. And so knowing that coach cook looks at it as a complete picture, they're not just playing volleyball for Nebraska. They're doing all these other things. I've got to help them manage that stuff too. Um, I I'm betting that Nebraska's doing that well, helping players manage the spotlight along with their recovery and their nutrition and the psychology of playing volleyball in front of thousands. They're doing it well. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Corrigan says, is it too early to start continuing tailgating? Uh, you know, no, it isn't this, you know, here's the thing. Nebraska is in a national title game and a sport that we love. And I can't listen. We all know that Nebraska is our not ginormous ego satisfying sport for the state of Nebraska. And we have been bad at it for a while really pretty bad. So right now we have a chance to celebrate that one of our athletic teams is, is competing at the highest level possible. If you want to tailgate and then like, I don't know, I was going to say commit crimes, probably don't do that. Uh, you know, I mean, if you, if anybody wants to celebrate this stuff, go ahead for God's sake. 
I think the the shocking thing to me is is going out on social media, and here we are at this high level, and there still isn't a whole lot of talk about volleyball. There's still a lot of talk about, oh, my God, the quarterback situation, all this stuff. And I think that, honestly, I'll be honest with you, I think that's a lot of guys like me are intimidated to try to talk about volleyball beyond the bare essentials. And you know what? I did see a YouTube comment, Beth, and I think it was from one of the people that's on right now, and they said they watched the volleyball Final Four matches because we covered it on YouTube. So there, that's a feather in your cap kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I think you just need a little bit of volleyball, a little bit of knowledge. You know, you just got to have a little bit, and then you'll understand it all. Um, but, yeah, it, it is not a instinctual sport, right, like soccer. Ball comes, I kick the ball, try to kick it into the net. I get it. Um, but volleyball doesn't have a lot of instincts. If someone throws a ball at you, nobody puts their arms together in a forearm pass. Like that's not instinctual. So it's okay. Yeah. We've just got to, we've got to teach people just enough so they understand it. And then, then I think they're off to the races, understanding it, loving it. Um, I think it is not too early to start tailgating. I think if you get to Florida, you could still get in there and watch it. It sounds like there's a ton of Nebraska fans there. Um, the team was commenting. I just, it sounded like Devaney in this arena. So yeah, head down to Florida and start tailgating or wherever you're at. Okay. Paul Dallin made the comment, trading cards are a way to pay them for doing nothing. He follows that up with lay money laundering, which, you know, you could have a discussion about nil for what that is. Then Caro Speedman comes in and says for doing nothing, question mark. Caro Spearman, I think I pronounced that wrong the first time. Here's the thing. Uh, it is kind of a way for doing nothing because they don't – normally when you do nil, like uh, who was it? The polar bear on the football side did commercials for the HVAC company. Uh, you know, Jeff Sims had a deal with Amigos where they sold some kind of – I don't – I'm not in Nebraska. I don't eat Amigos. You know, they sold some kind of food pack – the trading card thing is a way for them to pay, uh, come on, Lexi and Merritt without them having to actually do a service to get it. So that's kind of where that nil deal is. You know, there's all of this stuff. It's a completely different subject than this. But and I, sh we, I'm going to try to cover this more in the off season. I have a lawyer that I would like to hopefully get on one of our shows to have a uh, interview. And we'll say that Carol comes back with Lexi is making about 30 K a year on nil. You know, that's not bad. You know what I mean? If you're getting a scholarship and a, and a free ride, what, how would that have changed your life in college? Beth, would it, I mean, you, you were, you were at West point. Yeah. So you I had mean, a different kind of commitment there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So in that way I was on a scholarship, but they would have, given me that scholarship if I wasn't playing volleyball anyways, because I was marching around in my uniform. Um, yeah, I mean, $30,000, the swing in the positive, it, you know, on scholarship, college being paid for plus the $30,000. I think, um, I think that's a positive um, in the bank, right? So, and I think the players that have these NIL deals, Lexi has a future in volleyball. 
Um, right. If she's not on the Olympic team, she will be a highly sought after player, especially for these United States teams that are starting up. Think about the Omaha team, when the numbers that Lexi Rodriguez would bring into them in all the Nebraska players, they will be sought after because they will keep bringing in the Omaha fans who watched them in Lincoln when they were college players. So I think they have a future in it um, potentially. So the $30,000 is not the end of the road in her ability to make money in volleyball. Although the numbers are gonna be a lot smaller than other professional sports. Well, just, you know what? We're going to do two things. I usually try to go for an hour, but I don't know if we're going to make it an hour. We usually have more comments. We'll work on this. I think this will be a work in progress, and we'll do more. You want to do more volleyball stuff? I'll do more volleyball stuff. Okay. One of the things I want to ask is that professional thing in Omaha. What What is that about? When are they going to play? Do you know? Have you been following that? I'm following it, but not enough to answer that question. I, okay. I, they're they're starting up, but I don't know when their schedule is going to run and and if the team is there now practicing. I'm not sure. I, well, I, you know, at a very early age, I saw a professional volleyball match in. I want to say Phoenix, the Tucson Sky. I still remember their names, and it was a. They had, listen, I was probably about 15 years old when I saw this. So it was decades ago for crying out loud. I'm trying to dig back into the recesses of my broken mind. But what they, it was male and female mix on the team. And they just had two setters that would like, honest to God, just tiny women compared to these giant men. And they dug the, it was so fascinating to watch for me. And I, I can imagine the professional volleyball. I can't see why that wouldn't make it, especially, you know what I mean? It seems like that's a, a to me, that would be more of a sport I would watch way before I would watch the WNBA hmm. because it's fast and it's exciting and it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I agree with you. I'm not going to argue volleyball won't find, but this, professional league in the United States has been tried a couple different times in a couple different ways and has not found a great footing yet. So um, I, I hope it does. I'd like to see more volleyball. I take my kids to watch a professional volleyball game if it's not in Italy or Spain. Um, well, I take them there too, but it'd be a lot easier if it was in Omaha or Denver. So but it's been tried a couple times. Um, when I was younger, there was a team that started up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and that one folded. That was like a Midwest thing. They had one in, I think, Chicago, Grand Rapids, maybe Detroit, maybe one in Columbus, and that one didn't work out either. Um, I thought I could go play for them, but they folded before I got out of the Army. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. Yes. Yes. It was uh, ironic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you normally when we do a football thing, we do a prediction. Do you want to make a prediction? I I have a prediction. I, I have an expectation for this match. Are you, you going to go first or am I just deciding? No, I, are you making me make a prediction? Because mine's just going to be homerific of we sweep Texas and they, they are so damaged by they, uh, they weep they weep openly on the court from the ass kicking we give them. I just, you know, I want to, I, it's Texas for crying out loud. I mean, I'd want to win this match anyway, but I want to win it with malice against Texas because every fiber of my being 
you know, it's Texas, Iowa, Colorado. There's just some teams that you, there's no mercy. And I hope Becca Alec hears this and she takes it to mind, you know, heart and says, I'm going to kill them just for that old crusty guy that does the coordination stuff. But I, I can't imagine, you know, I couldn't imagine us not, I couldn't imagine a sweeping pit. Yeah. And we did. And all year long, I think all, the only game we've seen us play where we even slightly looked out of order was at Madison. You know, I think the thing about the pit game is they just looked like they were constantly in charge of everything. You know, like if this yeah. volleyball team was in charge of the world's problems, they'd be fixed in about two weeks. That's how, that's just how organized and how, you know, when you talked about body language, they just have that. They just have that about them all of the time. And I, I want us to sweep Texas because I want us to just, you know, stomp them into the ground. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we'll win three to one. I think it'll be competitive. I hope I'm completely wrong. What about you? I, I, I think we could sweep them. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'm at the four sets Nebraska wins. Um, and I'm, I sure could be influenced by how much I watch Nebraska, but I think they are the better team. I think Nebraska, or sorry, I think Texas is probably um, getting better faster than Nebraska is right now, but I still think Nebraska is a better team. And I think they have more of a gut check. They had a gut check when they played Penn State. They found right. um, another gear that they had to shift into. Um, I think Texas started playing really well yesterday against Wisconsin. I think Texas had to go into another gear to beat Tennessee. They had their backs up against the wall and had match point against them a couple different times yeah. against Tennessee. That was um, so disappointing. Yeah, I real I was cheering for Tennessee. I liked a lot of their players and they were playing Texas. Um, I also like the teamness of Nebraska, you know, after Allie Batenhorst whiffed that ball into the bottom of the net, um, she commented on that in the post conference or the post game uh, press conference. And she just said, coach told us to swing at every ball. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to take a hard swing at the ball. Um, but right after Allie whiffed that ball, they zoomed in on Merritt Beeson and she was looking at Allie and she goes, we got you, you know, that was she a tough mistake. That was something that, was probably embarrassing on some level to Allie, even though it was a really hard shot she was trying to take. But Merritt Beeson knew she needs our support. We got you. Um, that sort of team play and being able to pick each other back up um, in, a tr in a really a true way. Like they really do have me. I'm going to take a full swing at this ball in a huge block. And I know Lainey Choboy's right behind me. I know Lexi Rodriguez will run this ball down. Um, that That's team. And it's like unquestionable team. And I think Nebraska has that because of the multiple gut checks they've had through this season. They had to navigate through that Memorial Stadium. It was that was a glorious moment, but it was also a really hard moment. They were in a really unknown situation. Everything they did that day was unknown, never happened before. And so I think the way they've grown together as a team this season um, will, will help them when they play Texas in the finals. Um, I think they'll win. I think they could do it in three, um, but probably in four. 
I think the only lip reading I saw during the match was John Cook said something about a funky ship. I think Becca Alec had something like that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're both picking Nebraska. Surprise. Uh, yeah, I I guess, you know, it it'd be nice. I think Nebraska, you know, just it would be a beautiful story from the beginning of the year where we did set that record all the way through to winning a national title. Uh, James Boardman says Alec dropped an F-bomb. You know, I would be disappointed if they didn't just because, you know, what I don't – I always see this stuff as just language. Other people get offended by it sometimes. Uh, Mike Corgan comes in with where do we get the cowboy hats? I've seen a bunch of those in Florida. I uh, I know a friend that has one. I'll ask. I don't know. Yeah. We, if I was a good opportunist, I would have started selling them on the website. Bill Hasman says winning a national championship is great, but doing so at the expense of Texas is even better. And there you go. I think that kind of sums up how we feel about this match coming up in a lot of ways. Carol Spearman says, I want to be a cowboy. Who doesn't on Sunday? I've never been able to pull off a, the boots of the cowboy hat. Uh, West Dog says, can we get a horns down for the inevitable demise of Texas? There you go. I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know if uh, we have anything else. Do you have anything else? I think the emotional part of the game, um, you know, these players might not have the dislike of Texas um, that fans do. I mean, I, I, I think for them, they're playing the University of Texas and they are playing them in the national championship. And I, I think it probably stops there, the rivalry and the big 12 that we used to be a part of. I don't think that's there for these players. Um, you know, Kaylee Akana posts something on Instagram and Allie Batenhorst likes it. It's, I don't think they are in the same mix that we as fans or writers are, but I think they are still going to have the emotional energy of a rivalry and beating the defending national champions and, um, beating a team who considers themselves the underdogs and, you know, Nebraska's on this magic carpet ride that everybody is, you know, I think a lot of commentators are rooting for Nebraska, even if they aren't associated with the Big Ten or Nebraska. It is a magical story that's being yeah. told through Nebraska volleyball. When that Memorial Stadium match was being planned and even played, the national championship was not something that others outside of the Nebraska locker room would have expected, predicted, thought of. So that was like a standalone event. We're going to play this stadium match and a lot of people are going to come, you know, whatever the administrators were doing in the athletic department. So that this is happening all in the same season is what movies are made of. And so I think yeah. a lot of people outside are cheering for Nebraska. And that means Texas needs to lose for that to happen. And that's the storyline. The Texas players are building into their own psyche of we are the ones they want to lose. We are, they, they're right. going to have that energy coming in versus the Nebraska players who are just trying to accomplish the goal they set at the beginning of the season. This magic carpet ride was not what they wished for. They just wanted to win. 
Okay. Jay's Boardman says, I hope John can do a reaction video outside with Christmas lights, victory. Here's the thing with that. I thought about this uh, Thursday night or, you know, well, last night. Uh, why don't you do a reaction video? After we're done with this oh, in the me? next day or two. <laughs> yes, you, you. I thought you were talking to I, James. I, no. Well, well, James could do one, but I'm not going to give him uh, permission to upload it to our YouTube channel. Here's what we're going to do. In the next, like, uh, before Sunday, we're gonna. I'm going to give you permission to upload YouTube videos. And that means two things. That means, number one, you can do a reaction video and we can figure out how to get it up there. And number two, if you want to, we can figure out how you can start doing your own volleyball stuff as well. Yeah, that sounds good. I say this in front of everybody, so it's pressure on you. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. I'm not very good at talking to myself, but I'll I'll get better at it. You know, you've done a good job. I'm really thankful that you're with us at Coronation. Oh, thanks, John. I'm, I'm always just love talking volleyball and that other people, I think I'm a teacher at heart. I think I like to teach and I like to share and I'm grateful for an opportunity to do it with a bunch of people I don't even know. There you go. All right, we're going to end there. As we move on through this, uh, we're going to figure out how we're going to cover volleyball uh, consistently on YouTube. We cover consistently on Corn Nation. Uh, Beth's been with us for a while. Miley has helped out with game, uh, game threads, recaps, and previews, and we'll probably get her more involved. Uh, and we'll just, you know, we'll see how it evolves. We're, we're a work in progress. Anything involving me is always a work in progress to some existing perfection that will never be reached because it'll always be a work in progress. There you go. We'll figure it out. Thank you, Beth, for sharing your love of volleyball with everyone. Go Big and Red. Merry Christmas. And Merry yeah, Christmas. go Big Red, and we'll see what happens. And uh, we'll have to also uh, write an outro that fits if we're going to keep doing this. Okay. Take care. Bye.